Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's been a week, man. I've been going, going, going with Charlie, of course. Charlie's chilling right now, sleeping on the bed here, and things are going great. And I just want to thank everybody who's been following along here on the Tom Green interview. Uh, I'm loving this podcast. Big thank you to Audio Up uh, for the opportunity. And, you know, listen, this has been a wild and crazy and strange year for all of us. And I've thrown myself into this world where I'm out here on my own with Charlie, Charlie Choppa, as Joe Rogan calls him, Chopper, and um, just loving life. Uh, as, as much as it's been a uh, tragedy this year, uh, I am trying to find a way to make sense of it all in nature. Just, just uh, was at the, this incredible place called Ship Rock, New Mexico. Uh, and it is the most incredible rock uh, formation here in the New Mexican desert. Uh, towering uh, above the uh, the desert floor, you've seen it in movies like The Avengers and Transformers and The Lone Ranger. And uh, a big part of my adventure here is about photography and videography. And I hope you guys are following along on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Tom Green, where I'm really making every effort to capture the most uh, stunning natural beauty that I can can find by actually driving to these places that I'm researching, whether it's ghost towns, uh, Native American ruins. I just spent the most incredible uh, time at uh, Chaco Chaco Culture uh, in New Mexico, which is uh, ruins that were built in the year 850 uh, by the Pueblo um, uh, people. And it's just really been quite uh, a eye-opening thing and uh, it's been moving at times it's been spiritual at times I've felt energy that uh, is is just a, sort of a, a, a very sort of strange all-consuming positive warm energy that really has kind of sort of blanketed me at times because I'm here in these beautiful places alone with nobody here but Charlie and of course interacting with you guys online which has been comforting and I appreciate it but there's been something very spiritual about it really I feel like very connected with the planet right now not to sound all hippy dippy but I'm sounding all hippy dippy because it's true Um, When you're in these beautiful places and alone and you just have the time to soak it up and soak it in, it's it's an amazing thing. I've got my recording studio with me. I'm making very soft, ambient synthesizer music that I'm adding to it to try to add to that energy and tone. And the reason I'm really working so hard to go to these places is not just because it's 
it's it's it's really kind of an, an, an enjoyable experience for me. But I want to bring you guys with me. You know, I was we've got Tony Hawk on the show today. How cool is that? I talked. We're going to talk to Tony in a minute about what I'm sort of setting up right now and speaking to you guys about right now. But I'm here in my van. I'm in New Mexico. I've got a, a, a robust telephone system, uh, you know, basically using a cellular telephone uh, and plugged into a mixer. But regardless, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Tony's calling. We're going to talk about what it's like to be out there on the road. Tony Hawk, of course, legendary skateboarder, the greatest of all time, the GOAT, right? And he, uh, he just went on an RV trip himself. And, you know, he's a, a man that has spent the last 30 years or more traveling the world, going to skateboard demos and all sorts of uh, competitions and, and, and events. And everything has stopped because of COVID. And so what, what, what did he decide to do? He decided to dr- jump in an RV with his family and take off and, and do kind of what I'm doing right now. So I just want to say, guys... Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, people of all ages, um, thank you very much for uh, listening to this podcast. Tell your friends, please subscribe and, uh, and tell your friends to subscribe too. And take the link to this and send it out there into the world and let people know about the Tom Green interview. Amazing. All right. Here's Tony Hawk. There you are. Got it. Okay. Just trying cool. to. Sorry, what were you saying? You're in Mexico right now. New Mexico. I'm in New Mexico. I was just. It could be on my end the problem because I'm in a van and uh, you know cell service can be a little spotty, but it seems to be pretty good. But uh, you hear me all right? Everything's good. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. I was having a problem connecting my headphones. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Thanks, thanks for calling, man. I'm, I'm. Uh, I've been living in my van down by the river uh, for. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like down by many rivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been actually having a blast traveling around and just uh, doing videos and and uh, podcasts and stuff. But uh, that's pre- awesome. I appreciate you checking in on me, my friend. Um, I know you've you've done some RVing this year, and uh, how was that? Did you enjoy that? What what? Um, yeah. Well, it was super fun. I wasn't nearly on the, the rugged trail that you're on. Uh huh. Um, mine was a little more cushy <laughs> and a lot more people. We had, at one point we had our whole family. So there's eight of us. You were in like a, um, bi- a big RV, right? Like a big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll t- tell you what happened. We were, we were trying to work out an RV trip just because all of our kids were home, obviously for co- from COVID and from college. And we never really have them as a captive audience. So I wanted to go do something with them that was more off the beaten path. And we said, Hey, let's hit, let's hit the Northwest, um, like Yellowstone and we can go to devil's tower. And, and so we made a route. I started looking into RVs and it was kind of hard to rent RVs a size that fits all of those people. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, by pure coincidence, Joan Soda hit me up right around that time. And they said, Hey, we would love to do something with you maybe a campaign or something. And, and I just said, well, and they said, what do you have coming up? And I was like, what is, I don't have anything coming up. No one has anything coming up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I said, I'm going on this RV trip with my kids. If you want to, I don't know, follow us along or we can, you know, we can make kind of what you're doing. Like I kind of presented that to them. Yeah. And they immediately said, yes. They're like, we'll buy the RV. It'll be, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll buy it. It'll be ours when you're done with it. And if you don't mind having it wrapped in Joan Soda logos, like it's on. 
And it, nice. it all happened like that. Nice. So you went to a lot of national parks? And, and, and yeah, we went to uh, we went to Yellowstone. We went to Badlands. We went to uh, the uh, what did I say Devil's Tower, um, and stopped at a few skate parks along the way. But that started getting hectic because when we show up to a park, people would call their friends, and all of a sudden it was a full crowd scene, and it was in the middle of COVID, and it was just like, oh, we can't do this anymore. Right, you became a super spreader event. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It wasn't. It hadn't actually affected those areas yet but it certainly has now yeah yeah devil's tower that's close encounters right yeah that's exactly why we went yeah that's that's amazing i've not been there yet but i wanted i was just at like a couple days ago at ship rock uh new mexico which is kind of like devil's tower it's it's in a it's that rock that looks like devil's tower but it's in avengers it's in uh oh yeah yeah transformers yeah, yeah. it was the base in airwolf Remember Airwolf with Jan Michael Vincent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you were you ever on Airwolf? So were you ever on Airwolf, Tony? Did you I ever was not. Did you ever meet Jan Michael Vincent back in the day, in the early early days of skating? Were you ever No, no but you know, he was in uh he rode a motorized skateboard in Hooper. Okay, nice. Did he really? Okay. And that yeah, and that is what I remember him best from. Wow. Yeah, because back in the day, you know, you see Jan Michael Vincent on a skateboard. This probably wasn't a lot of skateboarding in movies and television back then. Oh, and there's certainly, no one had a motorized skateboard. I mean, this is late 70s, early 80s. Right, right. Was that like one of the ones that had like a lawnmower engine on it? And he's like holding, yeah, he's yeah. holding like a, like a, like a, some sort of a cable a or trigger. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. So when you, when you when you take off on the road like that and you go out into nature and, uh, and do you sort of feel a sort of sense of uh, I don't know I- intense relaxation when you get out of the city? Are you a nature guy? I I am not really. I was never a big fan of camping and you know being out in the wild as a kid just because it all seemed so scary and I wanted all my creature comforts, but. I did enjoy the adventure the way that we did it. I can't say it was super relaxing because we did have literally six of our kids. We we had all six of our kids right in the RV and everyone's got a different agenda, you know, there were a couple disagreements, so huh. it, it it gets a little it gets a little tense. Oh, really? Like um, what kind of disagreements were they? Was it like I want to go just, to the know, to, I, to the hot springs. No, I want to go to the skate park kind of thing. No, it was more who had priority over the um, TV. Uh, <laughs> right, right. You know, like, well, well, my my Switch, my Nintendo Switch is connected to this TV, so I'm already playing it. So uh-huh. you got to figure something else out. Yeah, that's a completely different experience for sure because you're in a, a, a sort of a small environment with a lot of people. I'm here, you know, with my dog, Charlie. My new dog, my puppy. Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any disagreements like that? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, but nothing. It's it's more. It's more. She's, you know, she's she's a good girl. Actually, she's a good girl. Very good watchdog. It's crazy. Like we're you know, you know a couple nights ago we were surrounded by coyotes. I mean, they're all around. We're we're going pretty hardcore. We're staying in the middle of like nowhere in these like dispersed camping places. Like meaning off in the desert, off in the mountains nobody around i actually feel a little scared some nights but uh but it's cool i'm enjoying it yeah it's cool are you uh, how do you feel about going back into crowds or society i mean beyond just covid 
I feel like, are you starting to get this, a weird isolation where it seems scary to be hanging out with people again? A little bit. You know, I was going to, the original plan when I, I got this van, I bought the van, so it's my van now. I'm living in the van now, okay? This is, I mean, I still have my house and everything, but uh, and I will go back and check in on the place once in a while. But, but uh, I, I plan on doing a lot of this. And, you know, part of it was just because I needed, I'd been sitting in the house by myself for so many months and uh, I wanted to get out and see, do something and, you know, doing some photography, doing some video. But uh, I also, the part of the plan was to drive up to Canada and see the family. But I actually then just uh, a few weeks ago, just kind of decided to bail on that plan. I'm not going home for the holidays because I just, I don't know, I... Uh, it's, it's funny whenever you mention like, oh, I'm going to stick around here and wait for the vaccine. I don't want to go home and see my family for the holidays. I'm going to get all these comments in, on the, in the, you know, hey, well, it's, a, it's a fake pandemic. I don't want to get into all that shit. But yeah. but uh, but right. uh, but I did make the decision to not go home for the holidays, partially because I just think, you know, I think I just want to stay alone, be alone a little bit longer. And I do think it's going to be weird, you know, having spent the last, you know, you know, decade touring doing stand up. I'm sure it's I'm sure let me flip that question around on you because it's uh, it's it's probably a very similar thing you're touring constantly you're 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 skating large crowds for the last for your entire life has this been kind of interesting to kind of uh, to stop that as it has it has it changed, uh, changed? yeah it, it uh, well also I had a lot of stuff planned I was uh, we were the first, the first uh, obligation to fall away during COVID, we had a, a short Australian tour happening. We were, we were only a couple of weeks away from flying to Australia for this, tr- this skate tour, and that got canceled. Then everything sort of fell like dominoes afterwards. I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be going to Wales for Nitro Games. I was supposed to be in Vegas. I was supposed to be in Montana. Um, and then, like I said, everything just fell off. And then it was more worry of, well, how how I make a living. This is all I know. Yeah, you, pro- um, you probably got a few bucks. Then, you probably got a few bucks saved up, though, right, Tony? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to present otherwise. You know, I, I, of course, I live comfortably, but yeah, yeah. Um, but but you know, I do feel, I do feel a sense of validation in just working. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we scrambled to try to figure out what, what do we, what, you know, what, what can I do? What can we do? And we started doing a lot of stuff, obviously from my ramp, live streams, instructionals, historical context. And that started to work. Um, and then it was like, Hey, wait a second. We don't have to travel half the year right? to make a living, to, to be relevant or whatever it is, you know, to, to feel validation. It was more like, Oh, we can do this stuff from here. And, I guess it, in in some ways that opened my eyes and made me realize, and and also it gave me a sense of of routine and normalcy at home that I have not had in decades. Right, you've been go. You know, go. Like, I, there's there's no way you would rely on me to be home on a Thursday that we could do this every Thursday. Right. Yeah, you've been going nonstop since you were probably 14 years old, right? 16 years old. Kinda, yeah. Touring the world. Traveling the world, demos, competitions, promotional events, constant, constant, uh, you know, uh, uh, mental stimulation, and then to just stop. 
But I, I think that's happening with a lot of people. I even think it's happening with in just sure, a yeah, regular business. I think, you know, I think people are going to start saying like, geez, these Zoom meetings are pretty good. I don't think I really want to go into the office. I don't want to drive to Santa Monica to meet you anymore. Let's oh, just do absolutely. it on Zoom. My, you know? my brother, yeah, my brother works at Stanford and um, he's been doing everything remotely. And he, he knows now that whatever, whenever everything goes back to whatever on campus in person, he's like, I'm not, I don't need to be there. I can do this from home. Skateboarding's like, at least skateboarding is an occupation that is outdoors, right? Yeah. You you can kind of, you can kind of continue skating without much changing, I'm assuming, right? Do you, is that true or it's? Um, For sure, especially in, in the age of technology where, you know what it was like when in the eighties, nineties, if you wanted to be uh, make it as a skateboarder, you had to live in California and you had to befriend the photographers and you had to get pictures in the magazine or you had to win every event. Um, nowadays, as long as you've got something unique, that's interesting, you can do it from wherever you want. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm 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 enjoying being out in the desert. I'm enjoying it. I, I it's interesting. I've put, you know, this studio in the van. Uh, I've basically took my podcast studio and some other cool gear and gadgets and built it into the van. And I'm finding I really am not noticing a significant difference from being at home. And I, it's actually sometimes like you just you kind of you you get addicted to the to the. Uh, to the, the to the just the movement of it all too, just never you know like yeah. the freedom of just being able to go wherever you want on the road, which is pretty pretty cool right now, you know. But yeah, so but, there, but don't you don't miss regular human interaction or like female companionship? Anything uh, like that? Well, yeah, I, I kind of miss that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what what I'm worrying. I, I worry for you is that you're you're getting into the state where you're like, well, this is just how it can be, and maybe this is how it should be, and and you forget how much fun you have just hanging out with people. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other that's uh, a whole other uh, uh, can of worms you've opened up there, Tony. Because I just happened to be single right before the pandemic happened. You know, I, my, right. my girlfriend that I'd been going out, we broke up, right, you know, like six months before or something. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and it's kind of like, well, this is interesting. You know, you can't really go. I mean, I, because I'm personally taking it in a way where I'm being pretty uh, cautious, overly more cautious sure. than most, you know, but can't really go out on a date, you know, with somebody, you know, because right. I mean, where the hell have they been, you know, but it's, it's even worse than before. You know, I'm not just, I'm not just worried about getting gonorrhea now, you know, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> 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 it's just like, you know, you can't, you can't even come within 12 feet of me now. You know, this is a whole other thing. So, right. but uh, no, I'll tell you, it's actually been, been kind of interesting because I'm actually finding myself becoming very comfortable being alone. And this is the longest I've ever gone in my life with like being alone, you know, not not hanging out with a bunch right. of people, not doing stand up. It's actually kind of nice. I'm actually kind of, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I mean, obviously, the, the, the thing that's scary is, 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 you know, you worry about society at large and how people are going to recover from all of this and how our society is going to recover yeah. from all of this. That's what sort of is stressing me out, you know. Oh, absolutely. I was actually I was talking to a friend of mine uh yesterday about you and um we were talking about how you're doing this and 
he was kind of amazed at it all. And it was like, well, is he doing it? Cause it's like, because it, it's, he's on a budget or I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's Tom. And if he's going to do something like this, he's going to commit to it. Like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Like yeah. He's yeah. And he's going to live it. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 and you know what it also is? It's like, it's just, you know, I know you're totally into tech, right? You're into like all the latest tech and I'm into photography yeah. and I'm into, I'm into videography. I always have been, but you know, the last, you know, like I said, the last decade or so I've been touring doing stand-up and I haven't really had time to really like dive into the latest camera and editing techniques. I sort of have, but I haven't, I've always sort of had, if I went and shot a video, I'd have someone help me edit it. I haven't been using the, and I'm kind of getting way into that. And at a certain point it was kind of like, well, if, if I really want to go and take pictures of stuff or video stuff, you know, it just started feeling a little bit uh, boring, just, uh, you know, like I was getting drunk in my kitchen every night and dancing around and stuff. And it's like, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Who the hell wants to watch this? I better go do something. So so it's kind of nice to go out to places and photograph interesting things and see interesting things because, you know, it, it, there is this sort of... Uh, gap i think when we stop where you kind of start to get a little stir crazy you know i have to keep moving as i, I feel like you have to keep moving oh, for sure no i i saw your uh, ghost town edit it was awesome yeah it's wild that's kind of what i actually wanted to ask you i was gonna i was gonna actually ask you because you grew up in uh in southern california you've probably spent a lot of time doing photos and things out in the desert like have you gone out into death valley have you gone out into these sort of remote places over the years and done is there any cool Um, ghost towns that you know about because that's kind of what i want to my next my next thing i'm going to start driving south because it's too cold up here right now like i woke up this morning and the water in the dog bowl which i left outside was frozen solid okay Wow. Yeah. So, and and there's no heater in the van at night. So I have an Arctic sleeping bag, and it's like I'm like oh like I'm, I'm like we're 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 it's 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 time to drive south now. So I'm thinking I'm gonna head to maybe Death Valley or the Mojave Desert. But did you go out into um, those I've areas? I've only driven through there. I haven't really gone into the dunes or anything. Um, definitely, I, I we definitely drove through Mojave uh, a couple months ago to go skate a full pipe. I saw that yeah, on your that Instagram. Cool. What's that full pipe called again? That's a famous, the famous um, pipe. Right? Yeah, it's not Baldy. It's yeah, I forgot what it's called. Oh, okay. Um, but was it? Was they have other? Was did I read? I they, no. Did I read on your Instagram that you had never been to Baldy before, or was that was that wrong? I, mean, I had never been to Baldy. I did go. I went to Baldy, but this pipe I didn't even know about. Uh huh. And um, Mike Rooftop Escamilla was the one who. Uh, who sourced it and said, Hey, these guys, it's on, it's on military ground. So you gotta, you gotta know someone to know someone. Ah, did you have like a, you know, a general sort of a, who, who grew up skating? No, it was more, or? it was more a guy, <laughs> it was more a guy and his job was just to, to, to patrol that area. And it was like, he was homies with someone and it was just like, all right, you were never here. Wow, <laughs> you were never here. But by the way, the po- the pictures on Instagram now, but, I'm sure, right? So, <laughs> well, I didn't say where it was, so uh, uh-huh. I was I was I and, was very much told not to specify location. Okay, well, we won't tell anybody. So I guess I just did. I guess I just blew the whole thing right now. Yeah, well, you, you know, know everybody listening, to, you know, don't blow up Tony's uh, spot here on this. But so that that's oh, uh, you know where you should go. You know where you should go, Tom. I think it's in New Mexico. Yeah, there's a Flintstones park. Okay. 
with with like stone Flintstone houses. Really? And okay. it's been there forever. I have pictures of, of me there when I was eight years old. Well, oh, so it's kind of like a like an amusement park kind of thing. Yeah, but it's just the, it's the most desolate, worn down amusement park. Right. Almost 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 eerie. Yeah, like people just don't go to the Flintstone Park anymore. It's not. Yeah, I don't even know if it's still open. I know my kids. My kids were there with their mom uh, about four years ago, and I saw photos, and I was like, "You guys, I was there when I was eight. So when you go out to Baldy, let's call it. Let's let's talk about Baldy, and we'll just focus on that particular pipe out in the desert. Okay. It's out in the desert, right? Is it? Is it? Uh, it's in Mount, it's, is it's it Mount Baldy. In the, it's it, in the mountains. Mountain. Mount Baldy. Mount Baldy somewhere, I guess, yep. right? So that's been a famous yeah. pipe forever since back in the day, back in you know yeah. the Thrasher Transworld skateboard and magazine days. Back, I remember what, looking at people skating that pipe when I was a kid. So do you yeah. do you go like full three sixty in that, or is it too big to do that? You just kind of uh, Bob Burnquist did. No one else has, and he actually he went around it a few times, never made it out clean. Like would, would sort of fall at the bottom. And then he ended up falling from 12 o'clock and breaking his foot. Um, Ouch. But he's the only one that's even been, you know, that, that could have ever done that. It's kind of interesting. Like, cause there's like sort of so much to skateboarding, right? To, to, to the people listening right now who don't know about skateboarding, but there's so many elements to it. Obviously, Half pipes, street, all of this different styles of skateboarding. But then there's this thing that I think that I, I've always loved about skateboarding is you're always kind of looking for natural phenomenon that you could skate. Like, you know, oh, we got to yep. drive out into the middle of the desert and find this obscure location and skate that because there's a transition and it must be skated, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah we, we drove for that other uh, now um, undefined full pipe we drove uh five hours each way just to skate it i like literally left in the morning drove five hours skate every two hours drove home yeah and and part of it is to skate it part of it is to photograph it i guess right and document it and show that you've been yep. there right and and, and sort yep. of stamp it claim it you know we, we found this spot is there like a definitive guide to all of the skate spots in the world? Has anyone ever written up a book like that? Or is it just kind of all passed down through word of mouth? Um, there have been a few. Well, there's definitely a skate park guide. Um, and we at the Skate Park Project helped fund an, an app that will guide you to skate parks. But for skate spots, that's sort of the wild west of people trying to collect the idea, the the, da- the data, but they don't have one place that it all lives. Yeah, because I always see it like every and time. And also, I- there's there's part you know there's a part of it that's localism too. You don't want everyone to know about the spot. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to you don't want to you don't want to blow up the spot, so you just kind of keep it a secret. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was watching the SpaceX launch yesterday, or the day before yep. yesterday. Go back and look at the video of that. Right at the base of the rocket, there's like a really rad bank with a rail at the top of it. Oh, so I actually got the opportunity. Well, it fell apart, but I was offered an opportunity to skate a missile silo from the Cold War era. Nice. uh, In New Mexico. Yeah. And it was crazy looking. It was 
it was a huge transition, a ton of vert. It had a, it had like a spine for where the each rocket, each each whatever rocket uh, was positioned. Yeah. And I mean, it would have been like unreal. And um, they wanted me to do some sort of uh, public service announcement for nuclear energy. It was so weird. It was, like it was, it came with this very loaded demand. Yeah. You can skate if, the if missile. We allow you to yeah. skate this. <laughs> you you s- have to do all this yeah. this press. I was just like, yeah. We talk. It's it's our missile silo from when. We were going to go to war with Russia. Like, this is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony Hawk. I'm about to skate this missile silo. By the way, nuclear war is good if it's the only option, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I'll pass on that. But, yeah, it's interesting because, like, what's the psychology of that, though? Because I know when, in the, you know, when you, you, were, you, you were starting to skateboard back in the, what, the 70s, I guess, right? Late 70s? Uh, late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't have skate parks everywhere. Right. Or maybe they did in California. I don't know. But, but like, uh, there were a few when I started and they all closed very quickly. So you kind of like finding a natural thing to skate that was not just flat was kind of a big deal. Right. But oh, now, yeah. but now that there's skate parks everywhere, an off a lot thanks to you because of your skate park foundation then how many skate parks have you built around the country now for uh we have helped to fund over 900 now 900 skate parks right and when i'm driving around in my van i see probably a lot of these skate parks in these small towns and i i was i was driving through new mexico you know t- today and i think it was a couple days ago i saw the skate park was one kid there skating the park he was practicing he was i was at a red light i'm looking at him i'm I'm thinking man when i was a kid like we didn't have a skate park like that here was he was had it all to himself and uh and i was thinking that's that's amazing but you know there must be is do you think do you think younger skaters still um get excited about a natural skate spot or do they not even understand do they just think oh no we'll just go skate at the park we don't have to go skate the weird random ditch somewhere I think that, that it, there's all kinds of attitudes mm-hmm. and we were so desperate for anything that we, we were seeking that stuff out because we didn't have anything else. Um, but there's definitely a, there's a collective of skaters and skate attitude that they don't want a photo in a skate park. They want the photo on the bank. that's in front of the, the big, federal building you know what i mean like it's got to be the forbidden zones or the places that were not meant to skate because that's that's the cool factor right so there's definitely uh a very passionate (laughs) sector of skaters that that's all they want to do yeah it's cool that that still exists but but then there are plenty of skaters that are perfectly happy at that made for skating facility skate park going there every day yeah because it's cool. It's kind of like the the art of it is, is go. It's it's probably one of the only, it's probably the only sport like that, right? Where the art of the sport it's more. It's not just a sport. It's an art, right? It's not you know. It's not even just about the sport itself. It's about the photography and the travel and the lifestyle yeah. and and the experience and being out with your friends and going and doing cool things and going to places that you would never go otherwise. 
Absolutely. And the, and the culture and, and also the, the thing that people don't understand who don't skate is, is that there's such a community and there's, it, it's, it's its own support group. And so if you're, if you're trying to learn something or overcome something, everyone rallies behind you because yeah. they get just as excited to see you overcome that as they do to do it themselves. I, I love how you do so much amazing work to help people not just with your skate park foundation, but I see you skating with a lot of uh, handicapped uh, skateboarders on your Instagram, which I just think is a beautiful thing. And the joy that you bring to people who who get to skate with you and also seeing what you're doing in Afghanistan. Uh, is it Afghanistan? You're building skate parks there? Uh, with Skatistan, yeah. Skatistan. Yeah. I just think it's an incredible thing because... You know, I know for me how much of an impact skateboarding had on me as a kid growing up in Canada, and it kind of gave me a connection with the rest of the world, and like you said, community and culture, and you kind of feel like you're part of something, and you feel like, you know, I, I, you can almost imagine how skateboarding, if it's spread worldwide as it has, but even into the places that it doesn't exist because of, you know, economic reasons or because they don't have pavement and all of this stuff, you could almost see how it could be kind of something that could go really help the world, really help humanity connect. What is it about like a, a board with wheels? Is it just we kind of like relate to it because we all sort of understand, you know, how gravity works? Is that what it is? I mean, why is it that in, in Af you know, I, I think it was on your Instagram today. I saw, uh, it might have been Brazil. You, were, you, you saw a picture of some people had made their own skateboards out of, you know, Oh yeah, in metal and, May, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's off the coast of Portugal. What um, is, what, I think it's yeah. well, I think it's because it's it not is it, it not only is it is it a vehicle, but it there's so much there's so much possibility with it, and it's there's a sense of freedom and motion and. Uh, uh, I, I think that there's an exhilaration that comes with just, just the, the pure act of skating because you're just standing, but at the same time you're in complete control of your emotions and your destiny and your, and your direction and you can fly, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And I, and I feel like there isn't much else that's like that bikes for sure, but, but they're a little more cumbersome from the get go. It's just amazing that, like, in Afghanistan, where you would think they wouldn't even care to skateboard because, you know, it's just, you know, they're probably doing something else that we don't care about. You know, it's just a completely foreign thing. But, no, they love it. They love it just the way I loved it when I was a kid, the way you loved it when you were a kid, when you, you know, when you ripped apart a pair of roller skates and hammered them onto a two-by-four and tried to see if you could, you know, for some reason... You know, in the 70s, I did that. I broke up a pair of metal roller skates and and screwed them onto a two-by-four because I, I think I saw it on TV or something. And I thought, yeah. you know, it's like, why did I want to... Why why was I so intrigued by riding on a board with wheels? I could have just stuck the roller skates on and, and gone down the road. But no, I had to rip the skates apart and put them on a board. Why 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 was that appealing to me? I don't know. But there's something that must must be just sort of a natural instinctive thing for that to be appealing because 
you know, I like I was just up in uh, I'm, I'm in New Mexico now, but I was just up further in uh, in Chaco Canyon, uh, which is this incredible uh, Native American ruins built in the year 850. And uh, it's this m- beautiful canyon, massive stone structure. And I'm, I'm walking through it and I'm photographing it and I'm there by myself and I'm feeling like, wow, this was here, you know, you know, possibly almost a thousand years before Columbus, definitely, you know, a long time before, you know, Europeans discovered, quote unquote, uh, you know, America. And the buildings are built exactly the same way that buildings are built in Europe. You know, there's stone, there's, there's, it's, 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 it's built exactly the same way. And you go, how did they know how to build that like that? It's sort of, sort of the same thing as like, how do human beings want to ride on a board with wheels on the other side of the world? What, 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 how does that happen? Right. Right. Uh, it, it's amazing. But I, but it's, you know, it's the whole do it yourself attitude and i feel like skating has been born from that um and and there's so much there's so much about believing in yourself and and the sort of confidence and self and and self-realization that can come from doing something like skating because you're not relying on the team you're not you're not relying on a coach to make you go do it it's all on you and yep. then you can create your own challenges. And I think that that really can help kids find a sense of themselves if nothing else speaks to them. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you think you will be skateboarding uh, in 20 years? I think that if I'm able to stand, I'll want to stand on a skateboard. I don't think maybe I'll be doing it in public so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's amazing watching you skate. I mean, it's uh, it's it's because you do because you do you do it every day. You're just like the healthiest guy, right? You've got like you're you're just so fit. You're so in shape. You're you're an athlete. For me, I mean, I I used to think I would never ever ever see a day where I wouldn't be skateboarding all the time. But now I'm kind of like uh, I'm kind of a little bit afraid. Like I didn't bring a skateboard with me on this trip. Somebody asked me in the comments, why didn't you bring a skateboard on the trip? It's because I'm by myself with my dog, okay? If I, if, if I wipe out... And, yeah, if, if you got her, it'd be a problem. If, yeah. I, if I wipe out and hit my head and I'm passed out, it's like, okay, Charlie's off getting eaten by the coyotes and I'm, you know, vultures are, you know, pecking my eyeballs out. There's nobody here to help me. So, but, you know, I, I think that I probably a younger me would have looked at myself and said that I sold out by not bringing my skateboard in my van with me. So what am I going to do? Getting old, Tony. I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're in a very unique situation. It's okay. You get a pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, I'm having a great time. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe when this thing is over and you go on your next RV trip, I'll, 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 I'll follow you guys and we'll go hit some skate parks or something like that. So then when I fall and break my, uh, break my arm or whatever, <laughs> you guys can well, call hey, the ambulance you, for me. If, if you end up, <laughs> here on the west coast and you want some human interaction i'll meet you up in mammoth and we could go snowboarding oh we got to do that again yeah that's amazing yeah uh, have you been are Let's you are you going to be hitting the uh the slope soon or i'm gonna go i'm trying to go in january for sure i i we didn't get to go this month because of chaos and kids were still in school but um but uh, i'm planning to go january and 
I got all the gear you need up there. So. Oh, that's amazing. Go. That's amazing. All right. I, I, I will. You can bring your dog too. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, Tony. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Uh, how, how, how are the ski hills like handling this COVID thing? I mean, I guess it's an outdoor thing, right? Um, Do they, I think are they're, all the, they're, uh, restaurant closed or whatever? I think at a smaller capacity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no lineups then. No lineups, exactly. Yeah, sweet. Okay. I got, I, got the, I got the line on passes, so Damn. let's hit it. Okay, dope. That's, that's incredible, Tony. I'm going to take you up on that. That's so, that's so cool. We'll talk about that later. Tony, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. What, what's, what should people be, what, what, what are you going to be doing the next few weeks on your Instagram? Any big things that are coming up on, 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 online? You've got your new video games out, right? New game. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remaster of the originals. Um, I've been doing a couple things, but they're not really announced yet. So, um, but I, but I've been working, I've been hustling. Amazing. I'm going to be on a big game show soon. I, I can say that. Oh, all right. All right. That's amazing. You're always, you're always hustling, Tony. You're always hustling. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, Tom, I'll talk to you soon. All right, Tony. Thanks so much. All right. You're, you're awesome, man. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. You too. Love you, man. Talk, talk to you later. Okay. Love you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, that was super cool. Thank you, Tony. I uh, really appreciate it. I mean, to me, it's just so cool to be able to call Tony Hawk my friend. I grew up skateboarding and idolizing the guy. You know, not to embarrass you, Tony, but you know, you know, everybody idolized you growing up. Skaters around the world have looked up to this man for 30 plus years. And uh, be able to have him call into the show and hang out with us is just still somewhat surreal for me, even though we've gotten to know each other really well. Super cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, I literally I feel like being out here in the, uh, in the, in the in nature and uh, going through these crazy, this crazy year has, uh, I think, brought me, uh, I think more to be more in touch with my emotions you know as I said at the end of the interview I love you Tony I do love you Tony thank you 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 know you really did change my life uh, in so many ways you know I mean I was a skinny kid Tony was a skinny kid I grew my hair like his when I was in when I was in <laughs> I tried to anyways it wasn't quite nearly as cool I looked like a, 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 a you know the flock of seagulls new wave haircut uh, you know, I was—I used to dress like Tony. Obviously, I couldn't skate like Tony, but um, so it's amazing. So you know what, everybody out there, tell people how you feel. That's all I'm saying. Everybody, thank you as well for uh, listening, and uh, please share this uh, with your social media and with your friends. And uh, you can go into the actual uh, show and clip, take the clip, or you can share the link and tweet it out there, Facebook it out there, Instagram it out there, let people know about the Tom Tom Green interview. And uh, follow me on YouTube as well, subscribe there, you can watch what I'm doing, and follow along on on, uh, Instagram as well. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye! Hi. New Mexico. Teachy. It's like this. Uh. Ah, man, I'm living in a van. 24-7.
2020 had me locked up, understand? Now follow with the plan. When I spit, you say damn. I rock another jam. I know you're feeling it, fam. Peel it back, reveal it again. Spin round like a ceiling fan. I let loose like they call me Bruce. You smell funky. I'm sweet like spruce. Ha, I'm the top gun. I rock a shotgun. Don't laugh, man. Just run. You little prick, you're done. Don't miss MC under the sun. And I intend the pun, just having fun. You call me if you wait a crunch. I chew up MCs for lunch. And then get drunk. You're just a punk. You get beat down. I'm a lyrical freak now. Shut your mouth, don't speak now. I'm starting to tweet now. You'll never peek now. That I'm booming in your cheek now. I'm feeling fleek now. You up shit creek now. Automatic. When I rhyme, it's tragic. Take away your magic. Nah, man, you never had it. Silly rabbit. I see something I want, I just grab it. Never let go, never let you have it. Now you're wasted. I'm going big now. I can taste it. You won't catch me. You could chase it. I'm unpredictable. You just an old script. Wrote this in the morning before I took a shit and then got lit. No drama, mama. Just another hit. What you see is what you get. Yeah, what you see is what you get. Yeah, what you see is what you get. TG, what you see is what you get. I'm TG, what you see is what you get. Yeah, uh.
y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.